I'm just not sure if Gravel has a place in a grand tour, says the Gravel World Champion, Matty Mohoric. I'm Gary, and this is the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. Hi everybody, it's Saturday the 4th of November 2023 and this is the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivlavello.cc well, Those are the, were the comments of uh, World Gravel Champion Matty Mohoric um, when asked about the uh, Stage 9 of next year's Tour de France uh, which features no less than 32 kilometres or 14 sections of gravel which uh, we spoke about in last week's show um, and also we, we talked about in the feed zone if you listen to the subscriber feed um, I feel vindicated is all I'm going to say um, it's interesting comments from Matty who joins, joins the growing band of usual suspects let's be honest Patrick Lefebvre, Remco Evnepoel, Roger Pluga who are up bit unsure uh, about that particular part of next year's parkour. However, that's really going to be about the only road we're going to talk about um, this time around. Um, lots happening. Cross is back. Uh, the World Cup, uh, Cyclocross World Cup, uh, returns to Europe last weekend. Um, we've also got the uh, the Super Prestige competition, which is uh, underway again as well. Um, we've got the European Championships happening this weekend, although they've been disrupted by Storm Kieran, which is battering sort of the Atlantic Coast English Channel and so on. Um so uh, Saturday's races have been moved to, to Sunday and that affects the, the women's programme in particular. Um, Nairo Quintana's back. Uh, we'll chat about him later on. Um, but first we're going to hit the boards um, because track uh, season, uh, the world, God, the, the Nations League hasn't yet started. But the track Champions League um, is underway and I'll chat about that shortly. But we've seen two new records uh, new world records on the track in the last couple of weeks. Um, before last week's show, even, uh, Vittoria Bussi um, beat Ellen van Dijk's women's hour record um, by no less than 1.013 kilometres, um, or 1,013 metres. Um, Bussi did 50.267 kilometres on the 13th of October um, at the Aguascalientes uh, Velodrome in Mexico, and that will <laughs> that's a name that will come up again very shortly. Um beating Ellen van Dijk's record, uh, which she set at Grenchen in Switzerland in 2022. Um, this is now the third time that uh, Vittoria Bussi has held the record. Um, she set it first in 2017, and then beat it again the following year. Yeah, I'll go and beat my own record. Um, and before Josh Loudon beat it uh, in 2021, which then led to Ellen van Dijk um, taking the record in 2022. So congratulations to Vittoria. Um, a cracking, cracking ride. I just... Riding the track at that pace for an hour, um, or riding anywhere at that pace for an hour, um, is just insane. Um, and chapeau. Um, last week, um, on Tuesday, no, in fact, this past week, um, again at the Aguascalientes Velodrome in Mexico, um, Jeffrey Hoogland, Dutch sprinter, um, set a 
corking new record for the one kilometre time trial. Um, 55.433 seconds, um, which is over a second quicker than Frenchman Francois Pervy's record of 56.303, um, which was the longest standing record in track cycling, having been set um, almost exactly 10 years ago in December 2013. Um, this is a great record. Um, I mean, we talk a lot about the hour. Um, and I apologise, I didn't spend a lot of time eulogising um, about the, the women's hour, which is relatively new in cycling terms. Um, but the the, uh, the the time trial world record goes way back um, to no lesser figure than the British rider Gredge Harris, um, who set the first of his five records uh, in 1949 um, at uh, 1 minute 9.8 seconds. Um, and his final crack at the record, his final record, um, was set um, exactly a minute and 8 seconds in 1957. So there you go. Um, lots of other famous names uh, who have taken part in that record, or have taken that record as well. Rudy Altig, Patrick Serku, um, people like that. And, you know, as ever with track records, um, we had the professionals, we had the amateurs, um, and then it was unified, I think, back in 1986 or 1989, was it? Oh, um, I should really research this stuff um, before we started. Um, but yeah, um, all go on the track. Uh, no less so in the track Champions League. Um, I've been chatting about it before. We had round two um, last weekend in Berlin. Round three uh, this this Saturday is at uh, the Velodrome, which will uh, host the the Olympic track program in July at Saint Quentin en Yveline, um, where uh, Harry, Mister Two Thousand One Hundred and Seventeen Watts Lavresen. Um, of the Netherlands currently leads the men's sprint competition as he looks to to reclaim his title from Matthew Richardson of Australia. Um, the women's sprint competition at the moment is headed up by Les Andrews from New Zealand, uh, men's endurance by Iya Hashimoto of Japan. Um, she's had a cracking uh, weekend or cracking Saturday in Berlin last weekend. Um, and Katie Archibald, Great Britain, um, who won the women's endurance title um, back in, in the inaugural. Uh, track Champions League back in 2021 20, um, looking to, to reclaim that. Um, if you don't watch it it's on Eurosport, it's on GCN if, you, if you're signed up to that and it really is just a great 2-3 hours worth of racing um, going from you know, sprint events to the endurance events so you've got the scratch race, you've got the elimination race, you've got the sprint competition you've got the Kieran um, all the stuff you want to see um, and it's just bang, bang, bang. Um, you know, for the riders taking part, your recovery um, between events is, well, it's, it's a bit of a luxury, isn't it? Um, only complaint um, is that it's quite a short programme. There are only five rounds um, over four weekends. Uh, the, the whole series concludes uh, next weekend at Lee Valley Velo Park in London um, with rounds four and five on Friday and Saturday. Um, but it really is... It's a g it's a great introduction to track cycling. It doesn't have the complicated stuff like the Madison, so you kind of know what's happening. It's all good. Um, there's you know, it's scratch race. There's no point race. There's nobody trying to work out who's doing what. Um, if you, you know, the chances are, if you're listening, you you you're somehow um, you'll be quite into track racing. If you're not, however, give it a go. As I say Eurosport GCN, um, worth your time indeed. So, as I said at the start, Cross is back. Cyclocross World Cup um, has returned from um, Waterloo in Wisconsin um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we had round two at Mass Metal in, in Belgium last weekend. Um, we saw Femme Van Impel 
um, taking two from two, um, having just utterly destroyed the field um, in Belgium, having you know, done pretty much the same thing um, in the States a fortnight previously. Uh, Celine Del Carmen Alvarado um, was the best of the best at Mass Mechelen, uh, a minute and 28 back. Um, it really was just an incredible performance from Femme Van Empel and um, is is she killing cyclocross, having won five World Cup races on the bounds? Um, I don't think so, not yet. Um, she's just a joy to watch. Um, and as if, <laughs> um, I, I was complaining about the the the, the pro roadies pitching up at gravel races and winning everything. Um, when we were on the feed zone on the uh, the subscriber feed, um, on Sunday there, uh, and Dave Stanley said, "Well, my advice is to everybody else: get faster, get better." So harsh, but probably true. Um, Lars van der Haar um, won a thrilling men's race after battling with the Belgian duo Elisabeth and Lawrence Swick um, for much of the race before finally getting uh, a little bit of air uh, and winning by 25-30 seconds. Um, so great to see Cross back in Europe, back in the mud. Um, not in the gravel, none of that stuff. Um, and round three um, is Dendermonde um, at the weekend. So it's... Uh, uh, sorry, next weekend <clears throat> we've got the European Championships this week, as I mentioned. Um... But yeah, it's back. Um, shockingly, however, Femme van Empel didn't actually win the previous day's pres- Super Prestige round at uh, Roderwoerde, um, which went to the aforementioned Celine Carmen Alvarado. Um, this, of course, was because Femme van Empel didn't actually take part in the race. Um, Elisabeth, he made it two from two at Super Prestige, having won an overizer um, the weekend before. Um, and again, great racing. Um, and we, next weekend, uh, next Saturday... Um, Everybody's off to Neil. So, coming up on the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by VivaLavella.cc, um, on the subscriber feed, you will have an extra feed zone, um, which will go out tomorrow night, that's Sunday, um, as David and Chris and I get ourselves together um, and, you know, Make some time to sit around the table and talk cycling after after um, a month's break. Um, but we also have um, a new midweek feature um, coming up during the week. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about that just now. I had a paper round, he said. 500 to 600 newspapers delivered every day. And I did it on a bike weighing 25 kilograms. It took me from six in the morning until midday, so seeing as I've already missed the morning at school, sometimes I miss the afternoon as well. Those afternoons were when Rick Manlui was introduced to cycling. That was, of course, the voice of Chris Sidwells, um, talking about the time he met none other than Rick Van Looy, uh, the Emperor and Herentals. Um, and Chris has got a special um, coming out this week um, talking about his, his conversation with Rick um, a, a couple of years ago um, ahead of Rick Van Looy's 90th birthday, which he celebrates um, in December. So look out for that on the subscriber feed. Um, and if you don't subscribe, you can do so by going to cyclinglegendspodcast.com. So it's that time of the season where we're talking about all of our favourites and we've just had the Velo Door uh, Awards, which I spoke about last week. Um, but it got me thinking, what about the riders that we tend not to shout about at the end of the season? 
Um, and I'd be interested in your thoughts. Let's get some interactive stuff going here. Drop us a line, cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. Who was your, your, you know, your unsung hero? Um, the lesser, not even the lesser lights, because these are great riders. Um, who didn't get the coverage they deserved or who worked tirelessly um, in the service of others? A um, couple of starters for 10 for me. Um, one name that sprung to me, certainly in the early part of the season, was DSM Firminus, um Megan Jastrab, American rider, who was absolutely instrumental um, in some of their great performances uh, as a team in the first part of the season, particularly supporting uh, Pfeiffer Georgie. Um, so Megan Jastrab was one for me. Um, Yumbo Visma's Caroline Swinkles, who is now off to a UAE Team ADQ for 2024, um, was also a rider who's an ever-present on the start list um, you know, in the run-up to any race, um, very much you know to be in support of um, Mariana Voss, obviously, who... Um, kind of curtailed her season a bit um in, in 2023 um but swinkles was uh you know just putting a, a good shift every time you saw a race we saw her in the classics um you know maybe not at the sharp end at the end of the race but certainly um driving things for the team and trying to set, set something off um in terms of the men's race we normally you know at this time of season we'd be talking about that sep coos is quite good yeah he does a lot of work doesn't he um yeah, he's kind of blown his chances of being the unsung hero of the year. So, uh, yeah, nice tricep. Um, one for me was uh, that came up was was Egan Bernal um, of Ineos. Not because he was particularly active during the season, but you consider that in January 2022 he crashed into the back of a bus. Um, it's something in the region of 62 kilometers an hour, um, suffering spinal injuries amongst other horrors. I think he had 20 separate breaks. Um, and his body as a result of that crash. Um, and, you know, had a very limited um, comeback um, at, at, in 2022, obviously. Um, this year, um, he rode the the Tour and the Vuelta. Um, and I think just the fact he was there. Um, see, a guy who, who won the, the race in 2019. Um, and we, you know, we always fear for riders when they come back. And we've seen it with, you know, with Chris Froome after his crash. He's just... Is it? Yo, know, he's never been the same rider. He's, he's he's almost just not been a rider, is he? So, but to see Bernal back and competing in two Grand Tours um, last year was, you know, a, a feat in itself, um, and something that wasn't. I, I didn't think it was particularly celebrated, and the thing should have been. So there we go, unsung heroes. Um, drop me a line, cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail dot com, or drop us a line on Twitter um, at cyclinglegends one. Uh, or you can get me personally at the Gary Fairley. Um, let's ha- have a quick roundup before we before we go. Some of the other stuff that caught my eye over the past week. Said that Cross is back, but Nairo Quintana is back. Um, he has re-signed with Movistar for um, a, a year, uh, a year's contract for twenty twenty four. Um, to riding as a domestique for none other than Enric Mass. Um, Quintana, um, it's you forget that he's won he's won two Vueltas in a Giro, hasn't he? Um, and he's still and yet you know he he's ridden the Tour de France in the era of of Chris Froome, and I think that's probably the only thing that's that's gone against him. A, a tremendous rider, um, and yet was let go by his uh, previous team Arkea Samsic, Arkea Samsic even. Um, after um, testing positive for tramadol, the painkiller, 
um, at the end of after the 2022 tour to France, and and his sixth place was expunged from the from the uh, the results. Now Tramadol is not on, or was at the time on the WADA band list, and um, but does fall foul of UCI's rules, which prohibit its use in competition. And you don't really get much more in competition than during the Tour de France. Um, reports talk about having served a doping ban, but um, he hasn't served a doping ban. Um, it's not an anti-doping violation. Um, and therefore, um, you know, he, he wasn't banned or anything like that. But the, the simple fact is once you've, you know, you've gone... You know, dabbled in the dark side unwittingly or otherwise he he claims he was uh, court of arbitration for sports said otherwise um, no world tour team was going to touch him um, and he was he was doing some domestic racing um, in Colombia um, in the, the past season um, but it'll be interesting to see him back um, we've seen this before with Movistar um, I'm thinking 2019 where they went to the tour with Quintana who went with Alejandro Valverde um, and Mikel Landa was there as well so they, um, he has said you know, that he's there in the service of Enric Mas um, and you know, I'll take him at his word, but it'll also be interesting to see what happens when Henrik Mass drops off the back and loses a minute and 30 on a mountain stage at some point in July. Um, but yeah, um, if you've been listening to the uh, the supplement or onto the feeds in the last couple of years, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Henrik Mass. Um, so yeah, I, I could, I'm pleased from the perspective that um, Mass has got some serious firepower in his support. Um, and actually, I'm quite pleased to see Quintana back. Um, I, yeah, it was nice to see him sucking somebody's wheel up a mountain and then clipping off the front. Um, but yeah, welcome back, Nairo man. Um, also, um, g- good news. Um, I was talking about weddings and what pro cyclists did in the uh, uh, in the in the off season last week, wasn't I? With the um, Alex Dowsett um, and Rihanna Marcus. Uh, not getting married to each other, but got married separately to other people. Um, this past weekend, Elisa Longo-Borghini, uh, Lidl Trek, um, got married to her long-term partner, uh, Jacopo Mosca, Mosca, who is also a rider of Lidl Trek. Um, and yeah, they looked very happy. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see pro cyclists uh, kind of doing normal things. So, this has been the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. Um, this is on the Cycling Legends public feed, by that I mean free. Um, so, if you're listening for the first time, thanks very much. Um, it's nice to have your company, um, and I hope you'll think about um, dipping your toe into our, uh, our premium content, which is uh, available on our subscriber feed, um, all for the price of ooh, £3.50 per month. Um, and there you will find... Uh, features such as the Rick Van Looy, um feature that Chris Sidwells is going to be uh, have published next week. You'll have the the fortnightly feed zone um, with myself, Chris Sidwells, and David Stanley, um, and hopefully some guests as time goes on. Uh, we've got some interviews, we've got history, we've got tech, we've got other features, race stories. Um, as I said, all for the price of a posh coffee. So head over to cyclinglegendspodcast.com um, and you'll get all the details for how to sign up, and you can, you know, for three fifty, and you can cancel any time you like. Which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain you won't want to anyway. Why would you do that to us? Why, why, why? Um, 
as we wrap up, you can keep in touch with us here at Cycling Legends Podcast. As I said, cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Drop us a voice message. Anything like that. We'll, we'll chat to anybody. Um, you can follow me on X stroke Twitter, whatever you want to call it. You also get me on threads and Instagram um, at the Gary Fairley. Um, on X, we're also at Cycling Legends 1. In the meantime, it's been great talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's show. Um, and if you're not listening to um, any of the stuff during the week, um, I'll catch you again next Saturday on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by Vivovelo.cc. Cheers.